Welcome to the SNA Live podcast, hosted by Three the Hard Way. This is for the culture. Black and Latinx, where you at? What's good, cigar fam, and welcome to SNA Live, the podcast not just about cigars and cigar lounges, but life in general. Because if you're smoking cigars with your peoples in a nice lounge and only talking about cigars, then you missed the whole motherfucking point. We're recording, as always, from Smoking Ashes, Cigars, and Haberdashery, the newest, hottest cigar lounge in these United States, now seen on one institution media's platform in addition to our usual platforms. With me, as always, are my partners in crime, Malik and Ryan, say what's up to the people. What's good, people? What's going on, world? We blessed to be here, baby. This is episode number five, entitled The Three Mics. Anyone. Tyson, Jordan, Jackson. Jackson. That gun's ridiculous. Yeah, we go. We're going to be talking about the backgrounds of the success of the three mics. We're going to be talking about their greatest accomplishments. We're going to also be talking about their worst moments. We're also going to, as usual, throw in our notable mention segment. But as usual, with that being said, cut your stick, light them up, and let's get it popping. Welcome to SNA Live. Podcast like no other. Featuring three the hard. You want it? You got it. Yes. Yes. We are back. Episode five. We are on an 80s trip. We about to go back on some tripping back door. Yo, 80s, bro. That was the essence of what we were. So now we're going to take you guys. Yes, it was. Perfect time to get your stick, get your seat, get your drink, and let's rock. Honestly, I'll be honest, I am blessed to have been born in that era. Yeah, facts. Facts. The last real era. All jokes, honestly. Yeah, Yeah, like we saw the the change of everything. Yeah, man. Yeah. From technology, <clears throat> excuse me, to history. Yeah, music, music, art, culture, art, movies, everything. Everything. Yeah, everything. Everything changed. It was definitely it was it was sports. It teams. was one of the the, the the cultural moments of this country. Like it built everything that happened afterwards mm-hmm. was was predicated on what happened in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Like how this country had the industrial revolution in the twenties. Yeah, this was like the revolution of all art and entertainment and mm-hmm. music, culture. culture. Our, our biggest export in this country, let's believe, culture, culture, hands down, mm-hmm. that was cemented in the eighties. Definitely was. Definitely. So Definitely. we're talking about the three mics because when we talk about the culture and the export, and the culture being the biggest export, the three mics were instrumental in that. Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan, Mike Tyson. I mean, Jesus. We're spoiled. The, the, yeah, yeah. That's why we talk the way we do about sports today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not against anybody from today yeah, yeah. either. But listen. When you got those like three music and sports, when you have yeah. just that that caliber. Definitely. But before we get into the topics, we gotta talk about what we're drinking, what we're smoking. And, and Malik, I'm gonna let you talk about what we're sipping on because they hit you up specifically. So I'm gonna let you rock with that. Definitely. So shout out to Kyle over at Brown Sugar Bourbon. This is a new new bourbon that just came out. Jamie Foxx actually just invested in, in this company, so he's Who? actually Jamie Foxx. I'm sorry, say it again. Jamie, wait, wait, I'm sorry. Oscar award-winning Jamie Foxx. Put some spec on that man's name. Spec. 
So um, this is actually a flavored whiskey, which I've never really had too many of them. Um, so this actually has like a brown sugar and cinnamon flavor. But uh, again, shout out to Kyle for sending this over. He sent a very nice gift package. Very professional. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. We really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, I'll talk about my, my cigar first. Nah, go for it, man. Go for it. So cause can't this, wait. Can't this is an oldie. Can't wait. But goodie, right? Yeah, here, I know. I got you. The La Creme <coughs> from Crown Heads. Oh, Ooh. boy. Big shout outs to Crown Heads for that one. Got excited like a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> when you just getting your food? Yeah, exactly. I got some exactly. ice cream. I got some ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. But uh, we didn't have this for a while. It was on back order for a while. And when they told us we, they, they were sending us again, again, got excited like a little kid. But this, obviously, anybody who knows me knows I'm a Connecticut Broadleaf rapper freaking nuts so this is definitely you get that connecticut broadleaf wrapper you get an ecuadorian sumatra binder and you get um Nicaragua, nicaraguan ligero, actually. Yeah, some ligero, yep, yep. Okay. so this is definitely one of my my go-to's it gives you that uh actually i just read something i didn't know about this they named it after um a gentleman actually maybe it's a woman marie uh antoine Creme. okay who the hell was she she's supposed to be the pioneer of um french cuisine so it's supposed uh, to be like a souffle okay and this right here is like a souffle. If I remember reading right with um, the review on that one, that one does have like some it souffle has, like review, like sweet, right? Yeah. yeah, they put it has like a sweet, like chocolate sweet truffle or something cedar, like this. Cedar type of uh, flavor, yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Hey, well, big shout out to that. Definitely one of my favorites as well, too. Sure. So I'm going to jump in right now and talk about the M Bombay Classical. I had to go smooth today because, you know, we were playing with a different type of um, bourbon this time so the complexity changes so you had to go with something smooth Definitely. on the palate you went somewhere similar in the same exactly so same that was thing. a good call yeah so i'm smoking in bombay classical torpedo it's a costa rican cigar made it is an ecuadorian habano wrapper uh ecuadorian binders and it has dominican nicaraguan and peruvian fillers so it's definitely a different experience you know how we are with the the cigars that come mm-hmm. up with multiple country blends mm-hmm. yeah, there's yeah. just something special about them and Costa Rican improving and tobacco is very rare it's very expensive so a lot of companies very don't very as well a lot yeah. of companies don't use it so shout out to so when they do though yes it's a, it's, it's a, it's a treat yes big time so again <clears throat> if you guys ever want a real smooth experience the M Bombay Classico is a great way to go and I'll be enjoying that now Conway please tell us what you're smoking so I tried to do a little research on the the breakdown of what I'm smoking, and I couldn't find anything online. So all I can say is you got to hit us up and swing through the lounge. That's fair enough. 200 Wall Raven Drive, Teaneck, New Jersey, 07666. It is in the humidor on the left side on the middle shelf. It's <laughs> called the Liga Lopez. So <clears throat> shout out Orlando yeah, we um, go. over at Reces Dominican Cigars uh, in East Harlem. Uh, he was here about a month ago. Yeah, yeah he, did pop-up 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 yes. he did our pop-up event. He did our pop-up event for exactly. the Woman of Color pop-up event. And yeah. wasn't he here also, though, for the um the black came twice. He did come. He came that day and he hung yeah. out. He was sitting yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I thought, because I met him that yep, day. I that's wasn't here for the yep. pop-up event. Exactly. He's with Hassan. Shout out to Hassan. So, yeah, big, yeah, big shout out to Big House. He gave me a sample that day. And he was like, Yo, you, you, know, you know, try it out. Try it mm-hmm. out. I said, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll try it out. And you know, I try not to smoke in front of the person that gives me the cigar. So I, you know, I, I saved it for later. Because usually waiting to talk all about it. Oh yeah. Not only like if you don't like it, <laughs> you can't tough. sit there in front of their face and be like, "Yo, I appreciate it, but I'm not gonna finish this shit." Yo. Yeah. <laughs> this shit is wax, son. So you know what the go-to is that though. It's like I gotta let it sit in the humidor for a little exactly. while. So yeah, 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 exactly. 
So anybody that gives us their cigar, just understand we're that's, not gonna smoke in front of you. Nah, that's what we do. It's out of respect. Yeah, exactly. Both exactly. for both ways. Both ways. Exactly. Because you, you do wanna let it like kind of soak up. Mm-hmm. And, and you wanna be up. in the mood and the mindset exactly. to do it as yeah. well. So exactly. I mean, it's more to it than just, you know, being, you know, professionally, you know. Exactly. So 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 even though I can't give you the breakdown of binder, wrapper, filler, but I can tell you. Great ass cigar. Yeah, it's, it's, it's smooth. a Dominican puro. It, yeah, it, it, it's but not as peppery as the traditional Dominican tobacco that you you have. Correct. So definitely feeling it. And once again, experience it yourself. Smoking ashes, two hundred Wall Raven Drive, Teaneck, New Jersey, zero seven triple six. Shameless plug. There we go on cue. That's what we do. And now yes, <laughs> let's get into it. The three mics, Tyson, Jordan, Jackson. So, we're 80s babies. You know, we, we, we talked about that before. And coming up in the 80s, two of the three were kind of established already. So, Mike Tyson, um, early 80s, before we even knew what was going on, was kind of established. Michael Jackson, obviously, off the wall album, I think was 79 or 80, if I'm not mistaken. We can even go back to him just being part of the Jackson, Jackson 5. Jackson 5, exactly, yeah. exactly. Michael Jordan didn't get drafted until 84 and was playing basketball at the University of North Carolina in early 80s. But, I don't know about y'all, I wasn't watching college basketball at the age of like Not in 84, but yeah. I would say something, though. I don't know about y'all, but college basketball was big back in the day. Oh, it was huge, huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, even on TV, though, yeah. it, was yeah, like it yeah, had yeah. the different feel than the way it does yeah, today. Definitely, definitely. No, definitely, because I mean, you had... Dudes like Magic and, and Larry Bird. There were so many stars back then. That's what yeah. it was. Nowadays, you don't That's have too many was. stars in college. That's basketball. what it was. Because if you are as good as Magic Johnson or Larry Bird, who kind of put college sports on a whole other level, yeah, even after, after the Kareem Abdul Jabbar's and, and um, Bill Walton's. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they took it to the next level. Exactly. Yeah. If you're that talented, you're not really yeah, you're playing school in college. You're going to go overseas. Straight. Yep. It will go straight to the league You know mm-hmm. So you have to wait One year now yeah, yeah. But like you're gonna Go overseas Or you might play Like Zion You, you might play One and done Few one games And, and then you're, you're gone yeah. So Let's let's start with With Michael Jackson So you talked about The Jackson 5 So obviously The Jackson 5 starts Before we're born Yeah So we've said this before We're 80s babies I, I specifically was born In 78 League 79 Rye 80 So we don't know about mm. the 70s like that. Mm. No. But the Jackson 5 was already cemented as yeah. a mega group. Who, whoever you want to talk about. Definitely like, a mega group. Deep, like, if you're younger and you want to talk about the, the Backstreet Boys or NSYNC or even New Edition, like, as big as you think they were, Jackson 5, never level. Yeah. With no MTV, no VH1, no social media. Let's get that right. Facts. Think about that shit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The level of hits like, after hits you know, after hits. the the acknowledgement that they got in the world with no social media. World, Craig. The world, Craig. <laughs> Real talk, though. Yeah, man. So the Jackson Five definitely was uh, the start of Mike's career, and um, then you said off the wall though was what late seventies. I think it was like 78, 78. I think it was seventy eight. Yeah. So <clears throat> here's the thing. I get into an argument. Is that rock with you? Yeah, that's the rock mm-hmm. with you era. Exactly, yep. exactly. So I get into arguments with my boys um, all the time about this. I'm not saying it's definitively better, but off the wall gets slept on, and I think it's right up there with Thriller. Yeah, I was going to say compare to Thriller. <laughs> See, yeah, that's, that's people's no, no, no. automatic reaction. Because no, 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 Thriller was a... Thriller was yeah. a beast. Don't yeah. get me wrong. It was a monster. That's the only reason why. It's Classic. because like Thriller is a very... All right. So you know like you have like that... Bring it to like women, for instance, right? You have yeah. like that one that 
is like the loudest one in the room, yeah. the one that stands out of everybody, the one that's very aggressive, the one you have to have, the one you want. That was Thriller. Then there's the classic one that comes in that has this very, you know, reserved look, but very high end, classy as shit. She's covered. Still very beautiful. But yeah, exactly. Very Amazing. It still hits. Like you yeah. don't lose. You Either just way. get different feels from it. I hope that was a good yeah, yeah, yeah. breakdown. Get you hear what and, I'm saying? And, and speaking of hits, Tyson in the 80s. Oh, <laughs> shit. Listen, I used to literally sit down and just tell everybody to leave me alone. Tyson is about to fight, get my popcorn, my freaking, my quarter waters, whatever I had in there. <laughs> Bonton bag and fucking <laughs> popcorn. chips, yo. His fights was classic. Even though they didn't last that long, but they were still classic. Like, you were just waiting to see somebody crumble when he freaking fought. Like Tyson, before anybody else, was definitely probably when he had that gap where he was probably the biggest show in sports between yeah. like 80 or 85 and like 89, probably. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think he was, yeah, hands down. And, and the thing of it is. And you had like, but you had like epic yeah, sports going exactly. on. No, you definitely time. did. Definitely, Everyone definitely. stopped to For watch Tyson. Mike. <laughs> but here's the thing though this, this is what people I think sometimes lose sight of. Mike Tyson was a teenager knocking yeah. grown-ass yeah. men out. And had grown-ass men scared they of him. Exactly. Were, but they thought they were tough in the beginning. Yeah. Let me see. It's like Mike said, everybody got a plan until they get punched in their face. Yeah, it's a fucking fact. But 80s was the, the, the era of the designer, right? Being designed, like designer wear. People wore like weird, crazy shit. Eddie Murphy man, with his red leather. Yes. During Delirious, yeah. But when a man comes out Magic of a magic. fucking locker room, with a towel sliced down the middle, yeah. thrown over as his fucking robe. Yeah. In an era where gentlemen were wearing robes as yeah. like kings, yeah. he wore a towel yeah. so you can mop up your blood after I done <laughs> fuck you up. That was his mentality. And no socks. No, no, socks. no socks. No socks. Yeah, all no, black and all black. Oh, come on, yeah. man. Yeah, Mike was, on, like, Mike was on some different shit. You ever hear his explanation, though, in terms of why the no socks thing? Please tell me. So I heard this. It was way back in the day I heard this. He was like, yo. I'm like a gladiator, yo. Like, the gladiators didn't wear socks. They so I had sandals. my shorts and I had my, my suit and that was it. No socks. Shit. I'm a gladiator. And I was like, yo, this dude is different. Yeah. That this dude is, is off. a different fucking yeah. answer right there. Yeah. Fucking gladiator. Those dudes yeah. literally wore like leather with strings. Yeah. That's what he wore, though. <laughs> yeah. That's real talk. Like, yeah, because no, no socks. And, yo, the fear that you would see in the face yes. of people during the... Either one of two things. Some dudes held it together walking down the aisle, but then in the stare down. No, it was a stare down. You always but, saw it. No, but some down. dudes, when they left the locker room, you yeah, saw it like, yeah. oh, it's gonna last Michael so long. Spinks. Spinks. Spinks is the one. Spinks is the one. He looked defeated before he but walked. But before we keep getting carried away, because we could talk about Mike Tyson yeah, yeah, yeah. all, <clears throat> excuse me, all episode. I don't know what's going on with me today. So we also gotta get into the greatest accomplishments of these individuals. Like, yeah, we 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 just talked about, you know. Just the background and how impactful they were, but everybody has like that one thing where they just was like, you know what, this is what stands out to me. So, Rock, I'm gonna let you start it off with. Let's say, let's, let's start off with the gloved one. Like, what do you think about when you think of like, okay, greatest accomplishments of that particular mic? So, looking at it from the perspective of where we're at now, it's way different than what I saw when I was a kid. So, when you look at him as a kid and you see him like these monster shows and these like coliseums packed with people. Yes. You see people passing out. Like yeah. The world knows who Mike is. Yeah. Yeah. They know who he is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, but when we look at it, you know, from, you know, pulling the lens back, 
I have to sit here and realize that the gentleman had sold, and he was the mo- the seventh most yielding performer mm-hmm. of all time. Yeah. So he brought in the mo- seventh of all time, bringing in the most revenue. People don't realize what that means. He's up there in the likes of like the Beatles. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the Beatles, my man owned. Yeah, he, he <laughs> bought their masters. <laughs> he bought all their masters. <laughs> See, people try to sleep on Mike, man. Like he wasn't like, like he was a, a smart like, He wasn't like a saying. slick businessman. They, they thought he was like soft or something. Like, shit. oh, like, no, you, you understand, like Mike, he, he thinks he's a kid and he's Peter Pan. Like, nah, nah. Yeah, that was all bullshit. When it came Hell to business, yeah. all bullshit. So if you don't know, Michael Jackson actually purchased the masters of the Beatles. Mm-hmm. You get that? The Beatles. That's big ups to Mike for that move right there. So that means basically every song, every time the songs play the Beatles, the royalties. Those just get cut the mic. You know, he also was the only musician to have a top 10, I'm sorry, number one top 10 billboard hit in five different decades. Think about that. (laughs) 70s, 80s, 90s. Yeah. Yep. He did have a, he he did. (laughs) Holy shit. It was legendary, man. Wow. Yeah. Right. yeah, no. So I mean on top Mike of that though, Mike Mike was big and serious and his business was good. His estate ended up selling some of the masters back to Sony later. Mm-hmm. But on top of that though, they still owned the production company, which signed like fifteen more big stars like Taylor Swift and all these other, that are still bringing money into him today. So the estate right. rather. So big ups to Mike for his, you know, definitely story process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about uh Iron Mike? Iron Mike. So just to give Obviously, everybody knows, but just give a little backstory where this dude came from. That's why I think it makes this accomplishment that much greater. Dude grew up in the in the hood of hood of Brooklyn, mm-hmm. Brownsville, Brownsville, Brooklyn. If anybody ever been there back in the eighties and nineties, yeah, you didn't walk through there. Shit, it's not gentrified yet. You yeah, can walk through actually, now. It's, 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 it's true. You can still get bodied in Brownsville. Twenty twenty one. Dude grew up hard. They clapping like it's the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> he grew up in a rough neighborhood. He, he was in group homes. He was getting arrested at twelve and thirteen. He was robbing yeah. dudes. Snorting coke and dust at 13, 14 years old. That's tough. He had a really hard upbringing. He did a stay in Spofford. Yes, he definitely did. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, he, yes, did. he did. He did. So, um, I mean, just to come from all of that, then obviously he had Cuss, Cuss the model who took him, you know, under his wing, almost adopted him as his own son, you know, yeah. took him out of the hood, brought him upstate. But he was the youngest heavyweight champion ever. Yeah. And like we said before, a teenager. Yeah, a teenager knocking out grown ass men. So he had grown men scared, scared, bro, shaking. Yeah. Who's that dude? Uh, Spanks was the, I think Spanks Tre- Trevor Burbick. Trevor, Trevor Burbick was, was that. He looked like he was ready to just walk out the ring. Like he was, didn't want was, no so part. So Spanks from the locker room. Yeah, like you mentioned earlier, yeah. Conway. Yeah, like from the, you could see him looking from the back. Like yo, I don't want. Like, can I just get the check? <laughs> like, <laughs> what do I gotta do just to get the check, right? Can we say we fought and just like, <laughs> bro, get my bad. check and keep it moving? It was really bad. But, you know, that's definitely big. Obviously, him being from New York and us all in New Yorkers, that's just a, even a big. No, absolutely. He represented New York to the fullest. Exactly, definitely. Now, outside of Mike Jack, Mike Tyson, we got one more left. So we got Jordan. So. In a very most technical sense, he was born in Brooklyn. He don't claim it. He don't claim it. You know what I'm saying? Actually. He claims North Carolina. He always says he's, you know, I'm, I'm a country boy from North Carolina. He does. Cool, you know, but can't change where you were born. That was Brooklyn, New York. So, the biggest accomplishment, I think, for, for Jordan was, and, and people, I think, kind of, because, because it was Mike, I don't think they understood how difficult this was. He did his three-peat, you know what I'm saying? Yep. That was 91, 92, 93. He beat the Lakers, then he beat the Trailblazers, then he beat the Suns. Then he came back 
after playing baseball for a year and a half. Mm -hmm. and yeah, the first year he came back, he was a little off. You know, mm -hmm. the Magic beat him with Penny and, and Shaq or whatever. Mm -hmm. But the muscles that you're using in baseball are nowhere near. It's not the same. It's definitely not close the same. to basketball. So this man was playing a whole nother sport, almost at a professional level. Well, you heard what the coaches said about him, though. They what? said if Mike would have been able to give another two years, yeah. they said he would have been fucking an animal in that. Because his natural athleticism, once he would have caught up to the speed of the game to be able yes. to make hits, yeah. cat, he yeah. would have been a beast. Yeah. But here's the thing, though. It's his athleticism, but what separated Mike was his tenacity and his mentality of, I don't give a fuck who you are. Facts. I'm coming to take this I'm shit I'm going to do the best, whatever I do. Trying to destroy exactly. you. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Destroy you. Yeah. Like, matter of fact, I remember this, this, this uh, interview when he was just like, I'm out there and I'm just trying to play him like a puppet. You know what I'm saying? Like I just control everything. Yeah. I control you, yeah. I control the ball, I control the score, I control like everything. I'm just trying to destroy everything. <laughs> but when somebody says that, yeah. you realize like what you're really looking at? Yeah. Like that's not based. He also yes. used to talk a lot of shit on the low though. You never, you rarely yeah, he saw him loud. He wasn't loud, But they Very also quiet. didn't have the mics on the, the courts mics. the yeah, way yeah, they yeah, do yeah, now. Yeah, Cause yeah. if they had the mics, oh yeah. Lord. Yeah, you would hear some shit. <laughs> Cause when they show old videos, you can hear it. Yeah. So. The, the, the fact that he came back from baseball, yes, that one year he was, but he, remember, he came in towards the end of the year. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like he had a full year. That first full year, he came back. They beat the Sonics. Yes, he did. And that Sonics team was nothing to sneeze they at. They camping them, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And the fact that he was able to do that, then win two more against John Stockton and Carl Malone's Utah Jazz. Jazz. That was not, not a team to sneeze at. They yeah. had Jeff Hornacek. They had they had players. Yeah. They had players. And people kind of, I think, sleep on, like, oh, you know, the Utah Jazz, whatever. Yeah, they weren't the most exciting team. But they won games. But they were a solid yeah, they won basketball games. Between, team. What was it Byron Russell? Was Byron Russell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, he yeah. was like their Ron Harper. Yeah. He was their defensive dude who also could hit a bucket. Mm -hmm. Like you said, Carl Malone was a beast. People don't give him his props. When you look up his stats, I don't stand him, but his game because his game was country. Yeah, it was. It was, yeah, it was you country. Respect him, he drives eighteen wheeler. Really, <laughs> yeah, right. you know what? I'm gonna I'm remain silent on that. That man. <laughs> yeah, we, we're not gonna get into it. But yeah, I'm just saying yeah, though, he yeah. played like he played for the Utah Jazz. Let's yeah, put it that way. Yes. Yeah. He, <laughs> he just it was it was <laughs> he played like he played on the Utah Jazz. That's he, it. He was the perfect fit for that team. Uh, I'll just leave it at. But like you said though, there wasn't like a bunch of like bums on the team. Yeah, no, Hornacek. You had John Stockton, yeah. Malone, and Mike came to. Again, yeah, mm -hmm. twice, twice back to back years, man. Like, and, and it was tarnished those guys' legacy, yeah. I mean, and people don't give Mike credit for being a killer because Mike killed a lot of guys who never got a ring. Patrick Ewing, keep Charles going, Barkley, keep going, he's calm alone, Kate Stockton, like, like Stockton, like so many Hall of Famers. Did Miller win, win a ring, no, no, exactly. okay. Top 50 players would have had a ring <laughs> if it wasn't for but for yeah. Michael Jordan, and that's the shit that we talk about when we separate people. You know what I mean? Like ball players when we talk about ball. That dude ruined the tenure exactly. of a lot of guys. Because exactly. nowadays these guys join together and form like Voltron. Definitely. <laughs> so yes, there's the highs, but there's also the lows. Exactly. So let's let's talk about the worst moments of each of the mics. And, and Leek, I'm gonna let you set it off with we would we, we we left on Jordan, we'll we'll start with Jordan. Oh with Jordan. Okay. That's um, a good one. Hmm. Jordan, I would definitely I would say it's, it's hard. It's a, it's a toss up between two, but I'll stick with one and I'll give a, a little backstory on the other one. But that quote, that comment or quote that he had when he said Republicans buy sneakers too, 
that so, from, so just give the people yeah, like so, the context of what, what he was saying. So the context was um, his mom came to him. He, obviously, like you said, he's from North Carolina, mm-hmm. and there was a gentleman running in the Democratic for the Democratic um, was a senator ticket See. for no, I think it was, yeah, it was a senator. It was the first senator, and um, his mom said, "Hey, listen, let's donate to his cause, to his his cause, and let's also I want you to say something. Put your stamp and, on. Yeah, put your stamp on him. He's from he's from our state, he's from North Carolina. Let's represent for the brother, and he was a brother at the at the end of the day, and he didn't want to he didn't want to do it because he felt he was he felt his brand and his money was more important. And again, with the comment that Republicans buy sneakers too, he didn't want to." He didn't want to alienate Republicans yeah. for not buying, you know, for, for... He wasn't trying to fuck up his paper. That's what it basically yeah, boils because down. His brand and yeah. money came first. That's yeah. all it was about. And, for, I mean, come on, listen. Yes, yes, you're an athlete, you're a multimillionaire, but you're also a black, black person at the end of the, end of the, the day. United States of from North Carolina, yeah. and you had somebody who was trying to come up in a state that never freaking elects any, any person of color in that state. And that was your opportunity. Not at that time. That was your opportunity. And he, and he, you, you, you took your money and your brand over that, which I lost a little respect for him at that. At the end of the day. And then I would say honorable mention also is the fact that he was invested in jail and prison system. That's yeah. also a little shaky. That was something that was kind of under the cuff. Nobody knew about that until years later when it came out. But yeah, I lost a little. I'm I lost say respect. it's more than a little shaky. It's, it's, yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, right. I, I lost a lot of respect. It's for mad him. shaky. I lost a lot of respect for him with that, bro. It's, so. Yeah, it's it's beyond a little shaky. It's. I like, mean, he's he's trying to redeem himself now. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. Now he's donating to you know you know uh, campaigns and things like that. And just for up people that know more. too, like just the whole prison system thing, it's a privately owned thing. Mm-hmm. So he was buying stocks in privately owned companies that were in charge. Of, they were prisons, and we all know who the majority of the individuals are in prisons. And if you watch the documentary. Uh, the 13th Amendment You know that's just The new plantation I still can't watch that one So It's essentially The equivalent Of saying I'm going to put stock In Slaveholders Yeah And the slave labor That they are uh, A part of So yeah, He was all yeah. about his paper that's Yeah it. Yep So Alright <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Mr. Mr. Tyson um, His Let's say Low light So that would have to be the rape conviction back in the yeah. late 90s, I believe it was, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's correct. Um, because I remember he fought Holyfield in like 98 or so. So I want to say the conviction must have been yep. like in 95, 96, yeah. somewhere around right. there. Um, so look, he, he, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Crazy, right? So he still maintains to this day that he did not rape that woman. And, I, and I'm not going to sit here and say whether he did or he no didn't. No judge or jury. Yeah. All I'm going to say is, unfortunately, he was convicted. He did this time. And it was at a time where he was just, he was, he was in trouble because he had just, you know, he had lost to Buster Douglas. Mm-hmm. He was having the issues with, with Robin Givens. He was going through a divorce. It was a very low time for, you know, Iron Mike at that particular point in his life. And the rape conviction was just like the the, the, the icing on the on the horrible, horrible cake. Or well, the last straw that broke the camel's, camel's back. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So for, for, for Iron Mike, it, it would have to be that conviction. And, you know, he's obviously redeemed himself or whatever, but he still walks around to this day, uh, you know, a convicted felon, a convicted exactly. rapist. So Damn, you can never take that off, won't you? I mean, it depends on the state. Some some states have where you can um, get your your record expunged. What's so the that, what's the term on that? Though? So like that was it, that it depends. So he that conviction was in Indiana. 
So I know I know New York does not have expungement laws. Mm-hmm. New Jersey, you have to wait 10 years. Indiana, I have mm-hmm. no idea. Got you. All right, well, just a little backdrop. Yeah, never so never practiced there. So, Ryan, what about uh, the gloved one? We all know mm-hmm. this is the most unfortunate, you know. Um, all the stories are bad. The pitfalls are bad. But I think it kind of gets, this, this one, like, tops the chart. We all know what happened with Mike and his uh, accusations of uh, child molestation. Um, I guess for me, though, the pitfall for, for, for that stood out to me the most was watching his sister, Latoya, on camera, talking about how his mom showed her checks that Mike used to cut out to the families. Now, Latoya's, you know, how, how she's valid, I don't know. You know what I mean? I mean, at the end of the day, but it's still his sister. And to watch these accusations go on around him and then have the family turn around on you mad, just watching Mike go through that with his whole... Remember, because during that time, he had the crazy transformation. And he was really going through the whole... His whole thing He's going through some mental stuff honestly. Yeah, yeah. Whatever his, he was going through Because you know again We live in The cancel culture time We can't talk too much We just got signed <laughs> <laughs> So at the end of the day though But I mean he had gone through uh, He was going through a lot At that mm-hmm. time Yeah definitely I just Those accusations with the kids In Netherland was it the, the Neverland Neverland yeah. Oh my lord Yeah So that had to be I mean hands down That had to have been Just uh the low, the low light for him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah. Dad and hanging a baby off of the, the, the. Oh, Yo, I forgot about that. I, it, and honestly, that was right. That just came right to the head. I remember he was in Europe. If I'm not he was in Europe, and everybody was yeah. outside waiting for him. I want to say London. Was no, it was, I think it was Germany. Probably was yeah, Germany. Off it the balcony. Yeah. yeah, it was off yeah. the balcony. Yeah, yeah. Did he by the lake. Something. No, something. He, he, he helped him, but still, he, he was over. He was over the over ledge. the yeah playing that, around. And yeah. Mike at that wasn't the most like. Yeah. Like the strongest kind of individual, that you, you know, you know, you want to trust with that. Mike was a cool buck fifteen soaking wet. So, so we have to get into our, our notable mission segment. Yeah. Um, we and if you listen to our, our podcast before, you know that we we have different segments, and, and one of them is, is the notable mention where we highlight a particular individual. And because we're talking about the three mics, we thought it was only fitting that we made our notable mention segment. Iron Mike Tyson and the way he turned himself around we you know we talked about the, the rape conviction we talked about the divorce he went through with Robin Givens we talked about him getting knocked out by Buster Douglas one of the most greatest upsets in the history of that sports that never happened no but the one drunk guy who put everything on Buster Douglas that night yeah. oh yeah <laughs> came up like caked off crazy life changed so the fact that he was in the movie The Hangover. That helped. Also in Hangover Part 2. That helped a little bit more. Then he had his one-man Broadway show. That helped a little bit more. Then he got into the cannabis industry. So for those that don't know, Mike has a dispensary. Yes, sir. And he's heavy into cannabis for its medicinal uh, qualities. Um, he also has a podcast. Yes, he does. Hot boxing, I yeah. think it's called. Like, get it? Boxing, Mike Tyson. But also hot boxing. Think about it. <laughs> so, um, he's really turned himself around, and he seems more at peace. You know, he got all the vultures from around him. Yeah. You know, the, the people that were just leeches and, yeah. and just like blood suckers. As exactly. And he's at a different point in his life. Yeah. You can see it, though, like you said. And you know what changed? Uh, like, what was a, was a incremental, instrumental part of his change? His wife. 
Mm-hmm. I think just having the right person, whatever your Yo, sexual orientation please, is, please speak. Having okay. the, the, the right yeah. partner behind you to support you. And I, when I say support, I don't mean financially. I mean emotionally, Everything. spiritually, Everything. mentally, psychologically. Mm-hmm. Having that right person beside it's you. It's big. It's huge. It's huge. You come home rubbing your back, wanting to hear about it. Like that shit is truth and giving giving you truth back. That's exactly. what probably he got. Because yes. he was around a lot of yes people. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of yes people that was just out for the, the money movie. that was circulating because that was his pitfall. At his height, he was too generous and he was trying to take care well, of But everybody. remember though, he came from a he spot where nothing. he came from nothing. Yeah, so he, he, from nothing. he has friends now. And he had people who helped him along that way. So, so he, he wanted to take like, care of people back. Take care of Absolutely. It's a feeling of guilt. Yeah. Yes, it is guilt. At the end of the day. I want to say he was worth three hundred mil. Yeah, he was, he was up there. He was yes. up there, man. Yeah, yeah. So, so sad. But you yeah, know what? He had a tiger. Remember? Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> the tiger. He did have the tiger. Hang on. <laughs> so, but it was just, it, it just shows that you can bounce back, and where he's at right now, I don't think he's worth as much as he was back in the day. But he's at peace. He's definitely at and peace, th- and that's worth way more. But I wonder what his brand is worth now. I think it's well, com- you know, his climate. cannabis. That's what I'm saying. His cannabis company makes a million dollars a month. That's what I'm no, saying. No, so they, wait, tell me. I not, saying, he didn't say he was yeah. poor. Oh, yeah, he, was yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, he just wasn't at 300 he's mil. Probably not there yet. Yeah. I'm not saying the motherfucker got a, got a cot at the YMCA. <laughs> he's saying. comfortable. He's yeah, comfortable. He's, he's definitely comfortable. And, and once again, more importantly, at peace. Yeah. Correct. And on that note, it's a wrap for this episode. We appreciate you joining us on this journey. This season, as previously said, you can find us on One Institution Media's platform as we have officially joined the OIM family. You can also still hit us up on our social media pages, including Instagram at SNA Live Podcast for your questions and feedbacks. And in the words of Shirley Chisholm, if they don't give you a seat at the table, bring a folding chair. We out. Peace. You have just listened to the SNA Live experience. We want to thank you for tuning in with us. We'll be back with another episode. Go!